Thank you for choosing the podcast of East Haven Baptist Church in Brookhaven, Mississippi. For more information on the ministries of East Haven and to access videos and sermon notes from our services, visit www.easthaven.net. Brother Robert Priest team, thank you. Can't tell you how humbled I am to be with you this morning and the great privilege and know many of you and Selena, my wife's with us and uh, Casey's with us and a little two-year-old miracle baby, James David's with us. And I told uh, Kenny and the deacons, Dwayne and them, you know, it's, we've been back now about six weeks and uh, just the blessing of God and how God's moved, we've been able to just know and, and the affirmation that God's placed upon our life. And I told him, I said, you know, uh, the first church to preach at in Lincoln County today, East Haven. We didn't have it any other way. Uh, you guys have been special to us over the years. Uh, you blessed us in May when we, you hosted the welcome celebration for the county. And uh, just so dear to us. And uh, my life goes back, uh, ordination, all of that right here. And uh, just uh, the blessing that you are. And so I want you to take your copy of God's Word with us this morning and go to Acts chapter 2. Also the passage that Brother Robert uh, read just a little bit ago there in Hebrews, if you'll go to it, in Hebrews 10. And I want to talk to you this morning on the subject of better together. Um, I didn't get the notes to them until Friday, but I sat there a moment ago just listening at the worship and uh, how it was all put together, and it's amazing to me to watch how God works. And then I looked uh, at your mission statement now, following Jesus, growing together. Couldn't be any better than that. Uh, the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ has changed our life, and I hope that he has changed yours. Those that are work, watching by the internet and listening on radio this morning, as you think about your life with the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to ask you this morning, are you where... God wants you to be right now. In your life, are you? I've asked that question several times over recent years and get different responses and things like that, but are you where God wants you to be right now in your life? If not, why not? Why not? Why aren't you where God wants you to be? What's, what's going on? Maybe you take out a piece of paper and you just kind of jot some notes where you are. What, what's keeping you from being all that God really wants you to be? I believe this morning as we look at this passage in just a moment, it's a message for today's church. In just a couple of weeks from today, you're going to celebrate 75 years. What, what a blessing. I was thinking back and, and how God put us in this place at the old property and, and, and some of the men, Kenny and Dwayne and others, Brother Benjamin and so many, we gathered early morning hours, 5 or 5.30. Begin, I, I reflected back on that old, many times over the years, how God really influenced and touched my life during that time and, and then moved it forward and, and just the fact of being better together. And we look this morning at uh, Acts, and you see from the standpoint of what's taking place, the Lord Jesus has died, he has rose again from the grave, he has ascended, and we're at Pentecost. And we think about from the standpoint of what we were just singing, open up the heavens, God, show us your glory. 
You know, I hope that's your prayer. I hope you come looking this morning for the glory of God to abound in this place, in your life, whatever's going on, that the glory of God would just be real in your life. That the, that the Lord God would just open up the heavens and do something great. I'm telling you, we need it in Lincoln County. We need it in Mississippi. We need it across our nation. We don't have to look very far to see the, the, the effects of sin, to, to see the effects of, of just degradation of life. And you and I need to pray and seek the face of God and just, Lord, beg him to open up the heavens. God, shine down your glory. He is a good, good father. And we need to realize just what he wants for you and I. And so many of us settle for less than God's best. But it's our choice. It's not because God's not wanting to give it to us. The fact that we allow God to be all that he wants to be in our life. So I pray that that would be your prayer this morning. God, I I want you to, to bless my life. God, I want to be open to you. Wherever I find myself this morning, God, I want to be doing what you've called me to do. And maybe you're one of those people that says, you know, Pastor, uh, Brother David, I'm just not where God really wants me to be right now. And you know why. So what do you got to do to get there? What needs to happen in your life? What needs to take place in your life so you can be where God really wants you to be? Telling you God's want to do a work. And you and I got to get together with him. So many times we want God to get on our time schedule when God says we need to get on his time schedule. And we need to spend time and we need to be seeking the very face of Almighty God. Follow along in your copy of God's Word this morning. Now when the people had heard this, what had they heard? Peter was preaching and he was talking about Jesus and I mean he nailed it. And and the people uh, were convicted. So you're going to see they were pierced to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the uh, apostles, brethren, what shall we do? And look what Peter said. Repent. And let each of you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises for you and your children and for all who are far off. As many as the Lord our God shall call to himself. And with many other words be solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. So that so then those who had received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000. Now remember, there were just 120 of them, and now 3,000 were added. New Testament church coming to be. And they continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And here it is. I want you to listen. Verse 43, and everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, telling you in, in our world today we've lost the awe of God. We've missed it. In many of our churches, we've lost the awe. They kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had uh, things in common. They began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with with all as anyone might have need. And day by day, continuing with one mind and one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. Look over at Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19, since therefore, brethren, we have confidence, we have boldness. See, sometimes people say, well, I don't even know if I can go before God. What's wrong? Under the blood of Jesus, you and I have every opportunity to go 
uh, before him. Confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of the Lord Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of the faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how to stimulate, how to encourage, how to, how to stir up one another to love and good deeds. Not forsaking our own assembling together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. Let's go to the Lord. Father, I pray this morning, God, just for your will to be done, God. I pray, Almighty God, that, Lord, you would uh, move in, in your way. And God, I pray that I would become less and less. And God, you would be more and more. And God, I pray that we would turn our hearts to you. I pray for the church, Lord, of the Lord Jesus Christ. That God, we get it right. And Father, we understand the message that you have before us. God, you be glorified in this place. For your glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. When you think about it this morning, this message for today's church You know, the writer in Ecclesiastes says the cord of three strands is not easily broken. When you think about being together and when you think about our life and how important that is, united we stand, divided we fall. And you and I know the words, but do we live the truth of the Almighty God and what he's called us to see? We come from all walks of life, different things that go on uh, in our daily life every day. My dad used to say all the time, you know, everybody's cut from a different cloth. We're cut from a different cloth. But that doesn't mean that you and I can't come together for the cause of Christ, for the betterment of the kingdom of Almighty God. And so we sing that song, red, yellow, black, and white. They're all precious in in his sight. But do we live that in our daily life? That's the challenge for the church today when we really think about that very act of God and what he wants to do in a New Testament church to be overly together, unified for the purpose of Almighty God. To realize that we're precious in the sight of the Lord. And we're indeed better together. Do you really believe that this morning? Do you really believe that, church? Do you believe that this morning as you listen this morning? Are we better together? The world desperately needs to see the church just being the church. Just doing what God's called us to do, to be the people of God. And and here's the truth, wherever we go, whatever we listen to, and I'm telling you, we have 40 churches in Lincoln County. And I want you to be praying for them. You may not know the pastors by name, but just be calling them out every day. We've got five churches without pastors. But I'm telling you, the, the, the world needs to see the church of the Lord Jesus Christ Really being the church, really doing it and getting involved. In, and we've got so many folks that, that have been saved and they've met the Lord Jesus Christ, but they've never grown in their walk. They've, they've never matured. They never got involved in the work of the Lord. And folks, I'm telling you, we live in a day-to-day, uh, in today's world, where we need to be the church. We need to be actively involved. We've got folks that that have been on church rolls for years, but they've never matured in their walk with Christ. And so I'm telling you as the church, as Lincoln County Baptist today, 
that we need to be who God has called us to be, to walk with the Lord, to live for the Lord, and to be the church. Somebody's probably saying, well, where does all this go? Well, let me just take it this way with you. First of all, you're better together with Jesus. I think I'm comfortable in saying this morning that so many of us, maybe some in this room and those listening on the internet, you're trying to do it your way. You've decided in, in, in your life that you can handle it better than God can and, and you're just doing your own thing. Well, when you look back in Acts and you look at what Peter's preaching and the fact that they were pierced to the heart, well, who was he preaching? The Lord Jesus Christ. Telling them exactly what the Lord could do and what he would do in their life. And they were pierced to the heart. They said, brother, what can we do? And he said, repent. I'm telling you, some of us just need to get right with the Lord. Better together with the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, Pentecost taking place 50 days after Passover, the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Lord Jesus had done his best to prepare his disciples and, and just really said, you know, I'm going away and I'm going to send the Holy Spirit of God, <laughs> the Paracletos, the, the helper, the one who's going to come and, and be God with us, the power of conviction. So many times with God speaking in our life and, and we say no. We, we say, God, not yet. God, I don't want to do it. Here's where we find ourselves this morning. Many of us are taking, we'll draw a box around our life. Let's just be honest for a moment. And we'll say, okay, God, I'll give you all this stuff, but God, don't mess with my box. God, I got my, my life's in a box, and God, I'm going to do what I want to do in this box, and God, I'll, I'll do everything else out here. And we wonder why we get our lives in the shape that we do. God wants all of us this morning. And I want to just tell you, according to the word of God, we're better together with the Lord Jesus Christ. I had a man tell me, military guy, several weeks back, I was still pastoring on the coast. Invitation was given and this couple stepped out. They had moved to the coast from up on the east coast. They were both military and we had been befriended them, and, and I mean, just a fireball couple. And uh, they came. They got two little kids, little boy and little girl. And they came and said, Pastor, we, we, we want to join Temple. We want, we want to become involved. And I began to talk to them. I'd already talked about her faith in Christ. I'd heard her story. I knew how she had come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then I looked at him, and I said, so James, what about you? And here's what he said, and here's where many people are. He said, well, I've always believed in God. And then he said this. He said, you know, God knows who I am. There's things that's happened in my life that only God, God could do. And I said, oh, oh but James, that, that's true, and, and you may have believed in God, but what about your faith? What about the forgiveness of sin? And then he took it back to, well, I'm this and I'm that. And I said, yeah, but James, listen to me. You need to have that walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you need to ask him to forgive you of your sin. And you need to allow him to control your life. And he looked at me and I said, James, is this something you want to do today? And he said, I sure do. And so I let his wife, I let her take, and, and her name's Alex. And I said, Alex, would you want to lead your husband to Christ? And she said, I sure do. 
and they prayed there at the front of the church, and she led her husband to Christ. And I was able to baptize him a few weeks ago. Folks, listen to me. We're better together with Jesus. Saw him last weekend, and he came up to me, and he just gave me a big old hug. And he said, Pastor, thank you, and I love you. Guys, listen. Ladies, listen to me. So many of us this morning who are listening, we're trying to do life on our own. We got a box around us, and we're, we're doing some things out there. We're doing some good things. But we're not doing all that God wants us to do. And I'm telling you, as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to repent and get right. And it's more you say, well, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm this, that. No, listen to me. Repentance is brokenness. Repentance is changing lives. So many times we say, well, I'm just, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry. And we really are, but are we repenting? Are we turning? We're better together with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that when you look at Peter's sermon, and, and he was nailing it from the standpoint of just repentance, of getting right with the Lord. And the Holy Spirit of God came and fell upon them, and, and 3,000 people were saved that day. So I ask you this morning, has there been a true repentance in your life? Are you really living for the Lord Jesus Christ? Has there been a full turning? Better yet, let me ask you, what has your salvation cost you? What has walking with the Lord cost you? Jesus paid it all, but what has it cost you? I'm telling you, when you walk with the Lord and you want to be obedient to God, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. You know, we had no idea we'd be back in Brookhaven. We said for years, people have stopped us on the street or different ones, and they'd say, when y'all coming back to Brookhaven? And Selena would quickly say, she said, I don't think we are. Our kids are there, our grandkids are there, and different things like this, and the church is doing well. But here's the thing, God has a different plan. And I want to ask you this morning, are you where you need to be with the Lord right now? Is your family where it needs to be, men? Ladies, are you being the parents that God has called you to be? Has there been a time that you can identify in your life where you turn from the world's desires? And you sowed out to Jesus Christ. And you said, whatever, Lord, I'll do it. God, wherever you lead me, I'll go, God. Because you see, when you repent and you get right with the Lord, that relationship with the Lord becomes priority. Becomes priority. And you begin to glorify him and you follow through. And, and, and you know, you follow through with believers' baptism. I saw Pastor... Dustin, last week, baptizing, what, what a joy to see the baptism waters stirred and you, and you see that and you follow through with baptism, not for salvation, but out of obedience to Christ. And you serve him. And you realize that Jesus is a high priest. According to the word of God, his blood has been sprinkled. When he died on the cross, you know this, if you've been in church, the veil of the temple was torn. And you and I have all of heaven open to us. We can go right into the very presence of God. We're better together with the Lord Jesus Christ. Number two, we're better together as we grow and mature with each other. Guys, listen to me. Most guys say, well, I've got this. I can, I can handle it. 
I can do it on my own. I had one guy tell me, he said, well, all I need is God. I said, that's where it starts. Well, what does the Bible say? Bible didn't, the, uh, God didn't create us to live in isolation. God didn't create you and I to live as lone rangers. God created us to live in community. And that's why the Bible tells us that iron sharpens iron uh, as one man to another. We need each other. We need somebody that will speak the truth and love into our life. You know, ladies do a pretty good job of being together. They, they, they do a lot better than men. But I guarantee you, if we took a survey across this building this morning, most men would say, I'm lonely, if they would be honest. I'm doing life by myself. Oh, you may have one or two acquaintances, but do you have some close men that can speak into your life and, and really just encourage you, but at the same time, if you need correcting, correct you in love? Do we have that? You know, tomorrow night we've got the men's rally at Mount Moriah. I hope you'll come if you can, guys, if you're listening. It's at 6.30 a meal. And uh, then worship afterwards. I would love for you to come and, and participate, as many men in the building. Uh, I think they've been averaging just over 100 men. I'd love for Mount Moriah to run out of food and just have so many men there. I'm telling you, we need to be together. And, and we need men that will stand up and, and for the cause of Christ. The Bible talks about there in, in Hebrews where we read in a moment ago that we're to stimulate one another. That to, to love and good deeds. What does the good deeds mean? I mean, it's not just the, the good things of life. It's not just the easy things. What it's talking about there is the godly things. To go the extra mile. To go and do what God has called you to do in the midst of that. You can go into Acts chapter 2 there in verse 44 through 47. Living and serving. What? In harmony. That's what the church is called to do. I mean, you know, when you think about who we are, to be unified for the cause of Christ. I mean, we're not uniform. We, we all look different. We all act different. We're all living in different places. Uh, we got different walks of life, different jobs, careers, all that kind of stuff. But then we come together unified for the purpose of what God has called us to do. The church. We're better together. Tell Brother Robert to give a testimony. I mean, you could bring a group of people up here and you could put them one by one by one and sing a solo and some of them may not sound too good. But then we bring them together and we teach them how to sing in unison and we bring them and teach them how to you harmonize and you get beautiful music. That's what the church is supposed to do. Matter of fact, that's what the association of churches is supposed to do. And so that's my goal as, as associational mission strategists, not only to, to present the gospel, not only to live the gospel, not only to present missions, but to bring us together as a group of churches. So I'm telling you, there's some churches that need help. There's some churches that need folks to come along beside them, to break bread, bread together, to, to, to meet the needs of each other. Some of us in the building need that. Are you involved with other couples? Are you involved with men? Are you in, ladies? Are you involved with ladies? And you're growing together. We're better together as we mature and as we grow. And that's why that slogan that you guys have and, and the, the, the motto, following Jesus, growing together. We're much better together than we would ever be alone. And we need to know that.
That's why missions is so important and why we do what we do. I mean, when you look at the New Testament church, they were coming together and they were, they were selling what they had and giving it to those in need. Let me ask you this. Where were they meeting? Did you catch that? They started out meeting in the temple, but then they ended up meeting in houses. Why was that? They ended up breaking together, breaking bread together. They were kicked out of the synagogue. Why? Because they turned to Jesus. Religious folks kicked them out, and then they moved into the houses, and they broke bread together. House churches that began to happen. It's a neat thing when you look at what takes place there and the model for you and I and and to really think about what God wants to do in our life. To think about just the opportunities that we have to serve the Lord and to be together. To use it as iron sharpening iron. Small groups, so important. Just fellowship and hanging out one to another. Just being together. To do the works that God has called us to do. To do the deeds that God has called us to do. To, you know, to think about all that God uh, really wants to do in our life. He didn't cause us to sit still. He didn't cause us to retire. He called us to meet the needs of others. Serving one another. Washing feet. The greatest model that we have uh, to wash one another's feet. I told somebody yesterday we were talking about a couple that got married and I was talking about the blessings of God upon their life, young couple, and they hadn't been able to get pregnant, and they'd been able to, looks like, going to adopt their first child, and they just got another baby. And we were just talking about the blessings of God, and I told this person, I said, here's the deal. I've done a lot of weddings, but when I did their wedding, they washed one another's feet. And I thought about that. I thought about just the hand of God and the blessing of God. Right there before everybody that attended that wedding ceremony, they washed one another's feet. And I've challenged them over the years that they've been married. Just to, and I've used them as examples to continue to wash feet. Church, that's where we need to be this morning. Washing feet and maturing and doing it together and walking with the Lord and being who God wants us to be. Are, are you where God wants you to be right now? Where you are in life, are you where God wants you to be? If not, why not? It's better together with Jesus. It's better together in groups, in church, move, just uh, maturing together. You know, COVID and all the pandemic stuff that just has really destroyed life in so many ways that we were accustomed to we were stopped from gathering for a while and all of that and some people are still struggling we still have some churches that are not back regularly gathering but the bible says that you and i still need to be together and if you're able you need to be in presence with other people other men and women thank god for the internet thank god for opportunities radio and all that where folks can join in being together and whatever means, and, and accomplishing what God has called us to accomplish. Now, why all of that? Because we're better together reaching others. That ought to be our goal, multiplying ourselves. Churches multiplying and, and being who God called us to be. We, we, we talked about that, Brother Robert did a moment ago, he even mentioned it. 
just touching lives and, and being the feet and the hands and the mouthpiece of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've had somebody tell me, well, if God wants it to be done, he'll, he'll get it done. Well, see, we forget so many times about the perfect will of God and the per- permissive will of God. And if God had his way, this building would be full this morning. If God had his way, every chair would be full. People would be standing around the aisles and uh, on the back and all of that. But so many folks are not just even checking in with God to see what his will is. So be careful when you make that statement. Got to have there who he wants to have there. No, we have a choice. You and I make choices every single day. And if we're honest, there's choices that we make that are not of God. Think about it. So be careful when we make those statements. God's chosen you and I to reach the world for the Lord Jesus Christ. I've taught for years the fact that when Jesus ascended, we're talking about that 50 days past that this morning, that when Jesus left, he left his sandals there. And the disciples were all looking, and you go look at the scripture, they were gazing up in the heavens as he ascended. His sandals were there, if you would allow me to use that analogy. And why was his sandals left? Because you and I, church, are to slip our feet in his sandals and go and do the work. Do the work of the nations. Do what God has called us to do. Be who God has called us to be. The power of the invite. When was the last time? Let me just ask you this. When was the last time that you just invited somebody to come worship with you? Maybe you did this morning. I don't know. I'm just asking. When was the last time that you said, Lord, I want the power of the Holy Spirit to reign today. God, I'm, I'm coming and I'm expecting, God, a Pentecost Sunday. When was that last time? Because, see, if we're not careful, we'll get complacent and we'll get apathetic and we'll come and we'll check in and we'll check out and we never think about the presence and the power and the purpose of God. And we miss all that God wants to do in our life. But we're better together reaching others. The power of the invite. Just, just a phone call, just a, an acquaintance, just a, a time where you're out to lunch with somebody and say, hey, are, are you worshiping anywhere? Would you, would you come with us today, uh, this next weekend? Or, or would you go with us to this event or, or go with me to this event? The power of the invite slipping on the sandals of the lord jesus and as we go the bible says that you and i are to make disciples baptize them in the name of the father son and the holy spirit of god then teaching them to observe all things that he's told us are you where god wants you to be right now in your life if not why not what needs to take place? What, what changes need to happen in the family, men, dads, moms, young people? What, what needs to take place in your life to cause you to be where God really wants you to be? We're better together in just reaching others. That's why we have, uh, you know, the Southern Baptist Convention is not perfect by any means. We're having issues, we know that. But we have the greatest mission organization of any denomination. And our missionaries and 
foreign fields and, and, and just on our home front and those that are serving the Lord, praise God for them. Praise God that you and I are able to come and join together with other churches and other people to see a world and see people coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. But don't forget, it all starts with me and you. And it starts with the person next door. It, it starts with the person next door in the cubicle beside us. It, it, it starts with the person that when we pull up to the gas pump, that we might can just do something for them, buy some gas, whatever. And that they, I mean, we're, we're living in tough economy. I found myself at Walmart, Selena and I, just a few weeks back. This lady pulled up in a car next to me, and I saw two car seats. I saw her get out to go there to the Murphy station to pay for her gas. And, and she come back, and I, I stopped her, and she came back, and I said, uh, are you, you getting gas? She said, yeah. I said, let me pay for your gas. No, I don't want you to pay for your gas. I said, please let me pay for your gas. I see you got two little car seats in the back. I said, you're a single mom by chance. And she said, I am. I said, let me buy you gas. She let me buy her gas, and. She said, don't fill it up. It'll cost too much. I said, no, I want to fill it up. So I filled it up, and she said, I really want to thank you for that. And she asked me to go visit her dad, and I have went by there twice and haven't caught her dad. Her dad lives out from Boca Chitta. He's, uh, he's handicapped, and I haven't caught him there. But I want to go by and see him. I hadn't seen her but once since then. I saw her in Walmart. But you never know what you and I, the opportunities that God puts in before us, and what opportunities that you and I have to touch other lives. And so be, pray for those opportunities. Look for them. That you might can further the kingdom of God. And we're better together reaching others. Who's going to do it if we don't do it? I've had people tell me when we go to Africa. said, I'm not going there. Somebody else can do it. What if God calls you? Well, what if God calls you to go? We're going to be doing a trip next year back to Africa out of Lincoln County. And what if God impresses on your life to go to Africa or go to Mexico or, or go where the youth are uh, at World Changers this week? Are you one to say, I'm not going? Well, what about next door? And, and, and God would say, look, I need you to go and check on so-and-so. Or, and you say, no, uh-uh, somebody else can do it. Question I'm going to ask tomorrow night. How many people are in heaven today because you told them about Jesus? Flip side of that. How many people are in hell today because you didn't tell them about Jesus? We have those opportunities. But so many times we just take them for granted. Many of you know we lost our 14-year-old grandson, Back on April the 11th, he took his life, and many of you have reached out to us, and I say thank you. It's been a tough time for us in the midst of the transition and all of that, and you know the folks out at Lloyd Star, um, young man that took his life earlier this week. At 2 o'clock, the Lloyd Star gym is going to be open for ministers, anybody who wants to come and, and just minister to that family and the young people that will be gathering. I plan to be there along with other ministers. 
But I say this to say, I say that to say this. As hard as it's been with Sawyer's death, we've seen lives changed. We saw three football players within just a few hours come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. We saw some other people that have come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. And, you know, just the opportunity of ministry there. Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 2,500 came through with the visitation and the service that day. We don't know exactly, 2,500, 3,000 people. But some lives were changed. And I've thought so much about that. There's not a moment that goes by that I don't think about him. There's not a day that when I wake up, I don't see his picture. And I've had a lot of questions. Selene's had a lot of questions. Casey's with us. We've had a lot of questions. No answers. But I've often thought what would have happened to those that have come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ if it wasn't for the circumstances of Sawyer. Folks, listen to me. There's a world out there that needs Jesus and they need to see the church be in the church we're not perfect we're not perfect by any means and we accept those who come in and you know you often heard it said the church is a hospital for the sick not a museum for the saints but I want to tell you sometimes we forget that and we just forget what God really wants to do in our life But I want to tell you, we're better together, standing strong, arm in arm, loving Jesus and loving others like Jesus loves us. Are you where God wants you to be this morning? If not, why? What's keeping you from being all that God really wants you to be this morning? Are you praying that God would really move like we've never seen him move before? Maybe there's some things that need to take place in your life. Maybe there's some things that you just need to get right this morning. Maybe there's some things that you need to nail down this morning. I'm telling you, we need to move the Holy Spirit of God. We need a time when we just really see the the, the Spirit of God reign. And touch lives and change lives and just a revival to happen. Let me rephrase this another way. Not only are you where God wants you to be right now, but let me just take it a different step. Is God in control of your life? Wherever you find yourself this morning, wherever you're, you might be in your walk, daily walk, is the Lord Jesus Lord of your life? You know that. You know right now. I mean, the world around you needs to see Jesus as Lord. And you're not created to do life alone. I was not created to do life alone. God wanted us to do it in a community, in the church that we see took place, and the Lord Jesus ascended, and the Holy Spirit coming, and, and then just growth. That same God. Is the same God today. He's not changed. And his power is so available to me and you this morning. 
So I want to ask you, Brother Robert and praise team folks come. Do you need Jesus today? Do you need him to forgive you of your sin today? Do you need your life to be changed today? I'm telling you, he would love to to change your life. He's a life changer. There's going to be some counselors in a moment as we sing. They're going to be down front. and I'll be down front. We'd love to tell you about Jesus. Maybe somebody this morning, you need to say, uh, boy, I used to be, but now, really, I just need to get right with the Lord. It's a great time to do that. Maybe you want to come and go to one of these counselors and really think about from the leadership of God, he's placed you here and you need to join at each table and become part of this family. Maybe the Holy Spirit of God's leading you to surrender to ministry, to missions. Maybe just to let your life be who God wants it to be. Maybe there's a dad this morning that needs to bring his family and just kneel and pray over them or come and sit and, and just pray over them or where you are. Maybe somebody walked in this morning or you're listening on the internet and you thought about taking your life. You really woke up this morning and you said, you know, is today worth living? I want you to know you're better together with Jesus and you're better together with people. Let people come around you. We'd love to talk to you. There's a loving group inside this building and they'll rally around you. I don't know what you're going through, but I know God knows your heart. So this morning, I want to lead us in a word of prayer, and Brother Robert Nim is going to lead us in invitation time. I don't know what God needs to do, and I don't even know if y'all are accustomed to coming and praying, but here it is. Let God be God. Would you do that this morning? Would you pray for his church? Your pastor's away today. Would you pray for him? Pray for your staff. Pray for a movement of God like you've never seen that the power of God would fall and lives would be changed. Let's pray together. Our Father, this morning, in the name of Jesus, before you we are. God, you know the hearts of people that are in this building. You know the hearts of people that are listening online on the radio and Father I pray God in your power and the Holy Spirit that God you would lead us somebody needs Jesus this morning would they respond somebody that's been walking way out there and they need to get back to where they need to be would they come maybe there's a family on the verge of just destruction And they need to come and just pray and seek the face of God. And yes, Lord, maybe somebody's listening this morning that's on the verge of taking their life. I pray they'd come to you. I pray, God, that they would run to the church. That they'd run to the God who answers prayer. And the God who cares. God, you know hearts this morning. You know what needs to take place. And so, God, we commit it to you right now. 
in the blessed and holy name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Would you stand with us? You come right now.